Bihar is angry with Chief Minister Nitish Kumar but the ruling NDA is all set to come back to power. That's what the first survey ahead of the upcoming assembly elections in the state indicates. According to predictions from the Sea Voter Opinion poll which surveyed 2100 respondents across the state, Nitish Kumar who's been in power for 15 years is looking at a massive anti-incumbency. His unpopularity is at an all-time high with almost 57% of those surveyed wanting him out, 45% rating his performance as poor, and 30% saying that they're unhappy with him but don't want to change the government. Despite this, the survey also shows that the NDA could win somewhere in the range of 141 to 161 seats in the 243 member assembly with the RJD Congress alliance lagging at 64 to 84 seats. With only a month to go, let's analyze the key predictions and takeaways from the Sea Voter Opinion poll, what they mean, and what's at stake for the NDA and the UPA coalitions in Bihar. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Shorbri. And for this podcast, I'll also be joined by the Quint's political editor, Aditya Menon. Bihar state elections is the first to take place since the pandemic broke out in the country and in the challenging circumstances triggered by the covid crisis such as massive unemployment and the influx of migrant workers combined with Bihar floods chief minister nitish kumar is seeking a re-election for the fourth time the polling in the state will take place in three phases 28th october 3rd november and 7th november and the results will be declared on 10th november But with less than a month to go, how does one interpret the first opinion poll? Let's go over to Aditya to understand this paradox of Chief Minister Nitish Kumar riding high on anti-incumbency, but still expected to return for the fourth time. These are extremely startling numbers that the Sea Voter Survey has uh, has put forward. Uh, you know, you have fifty five point seven percent people who are saying that uh, that they are angry with Nitish Kumar and that they want. to uh, vote him out then you have around 29 to 30% people who are saying that uh, they are angry with him uh, with his government uh, but they don't really want to vote him out uh, so i mean if you add these two it means that close to 86 to 87% uh, uh, of of the population of of the electorate in bihar uh, are angry with nitish kumar now in any other circumstances this would have led to a landslide uh, against the incumbent government Uh, but why isn't this happening? Why is the same survey saying that uh, Nitish Kumar is likely to come back as CM and that the NDA is going to uh, win a comfortable majority? Uh, I think let's look at this 86% a little more in detail. No, no, you have first this 29 to 30% who want to vote him back, uh, uh, at least who don't want him to go out and are angry with him. Now this 29 to 30% would probably be uh, the average BJP voter. for whom uh, nitish kumar is like a, a, a majboori someone they have to tolerate for the time being until uh, their own party is able to form the government in the state on its own might uh, so that's one section of people who might uh, be in this category then there must be um, uh, voters from other smaller nda constituents uh, who might be in this category there may also be voters who might would genuinely be upset with nitish kumar but uh, they fear the rashtriya janata dal and tejasvi yadav uh, 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 prospect of a tejasvi yadav chief ministership even more uh, 
so you know there are there would be these three kinds of people who would fall in this 29% category then let's look at this 55 to 56% a little more closely uh, now the the projected vote share for the rjd led upa is about 33.4% uh, but you have 56 55.7% uh, who don't want nitish kumar uh, to come to power uh, so there are, there's a gap of 23% that is people who don't want Nitish to come to power uh, and they but yet they don't want to vote for the RJD led UPA either. Uh, so I mean this is that means two in five voters who want to see the back of Nitish Kumar's government uh, two in five of such voters don't are not very keen on the RJD. So you, you know, this really shows that there is massive anti-incumbency but the main opposition is unable to capitalize on it. And while Kumar's popularity is down, if the India Today Mood of the Nation survey is of any indication, Prime Minister Narendra Modi's popularity is still at an all-time high, with a 78% approval rating despite the centre's handling of the coronavirus pandemic and the LSE standoff with China. So what's at stake for the NDA here? The stakes for the NDA are extremely high. If you look at... Uh, uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi's track record in state elections. Uh, his party hasn't won a convincing majority since 2018 in any state election. Uh, you had uh, the state election in Karnataka where the BJP uh, fell short. Uh, you had elections, the BJP then lost power in, uh, Jar in, in Chhattisgarh, Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh. Uh, Madhya Pradesh, of course, they managed to sneak back as they did in Karnataka. But in nine, none of these states did the BJP win a majority on its own. Uh, again, in Haryana, BJP had to take the help of uh, Dushyan Chautala's JJP. In Maharashtra, the BJP came to power with the help of the Shiv Sena, but then the Shiv Sena ditched it to form a government uh, with the UPA. Then in Jharkhand and Delhi, the BJP was completely decimated. Uh, so. I mean, this election, the Bihar election is Modi's best bet of showing that he his his popularity and his charisma can work even in a state election. This That's why this win is extremely important for him. It's important for another reason as well, uh, because this is the first election that is taking place after the COVID-19 lockdown, is the first election after the, the, the extremely startling uh, uh, negative growth uh, uh, figures of India's uh, GDP came forward. It is the uh, first election after this entire migrant labor, labor crisis, after the Chinese incursions into Ladakh. So this is in some ways, uh, if the BJP manages to win with the help of the JDU, uh, they would uh, obviously showcase it as some kind of a referendum that, okay, no, that uh, Modi hasn't really failed on these fronts and the Bihar victory is proof. Which is why the BJP has uh, conceded uh, to the JDU a great deal because they really want this victory to go through. Even as the dates for elections were declared, a lot of decisions between the JDU and the BJP need to be smoothened out yet. Despite assurances of NDA unity, the parties are yet to formalise the seat sharing. And there are some new entries to accommodate. Jitin Ram Manji-led Hindustani Awam Morcha will be joining the NDA and there's also speculations about the Rashtriya Lok Samta Party led by former Union Minister Upendra Kushwaha joining the alliance. 
And while that's happening, there's also the trouble with Ram Vilas Paswan's Lok Jan Shakti Party, who, according to reports, is demanding to contest on all 42 seats as it did in the 2015 elections, or it may decide to go solo. And we've seen that in two previous state elections that are in Maharashtra and Jharkhand, the BJP paid dearly for not being able to come at a consensus about seat distributions with its allies. So, is it going to be a learning lesson for the NDA and specifically for the JDU in Bihar? Definitely, the NDA, despite all these uh, uh, positive opini- opinion polls, they shouldn't uh, be complacent, and a lot would depend on uh, seat sharing and the candidate selection. Uh, the seat sharing part isn't really resolved as yet because uh, uh, Ramlas Paswan's Lok Jan Shakti Party uh, and the JDU are having a dispute uh, regarding how many seats uh, can the LJP be given. Uh, so, I mean, the seat sharing is not yet a done deal for the NDA. It's not even a done deal for the UPA, for that matter. Uh, so, a lot would, and since each of these parties, they also come with the support of their respective vote banks. Uh, or rather their support from uh, respective caste groups uh, so uh, i mean if if a party doesn't get accommodated it would naturally uh, harm that particular coalition uh, so that's why the seat sharing will play an important role uh, in in shaping finally what happens we saw in haryana and uh, uh, maharashtra that uh, after seat sharing they, the the uh, upa did manage to catch up to some extent Uh, after after the seat sharing and uh, candidate selection took place what is really interesting however is that despite kumar soaring unpopularity when it comes to the people's pick for his cm he still ranks above his young competitor rjd's tejasvi yadav in the survey with 30.3% respondents picking the incumbent as the cm choice with tejasvi behind at 15.4% however the other side of the argument is is it too early to consider this prediction obviously these are extremely uh, early opinion polls uh, and uh, uh, i think we should it would be best if we just see them as uh, broad trends uh, pointing towards where the wind is blowing um, obviously these uh, polls have gotten it wrong in the past if one looks specifically at the c voter poll uh, in haryana and maharashtra it uh, they got the seat share particularly long, wrong in haryana Uh, their vote share on the other hand was reasonably accurate i mean it was i think within uh, 4 5% uh, uh, margin of error uh, i would personally think that uh, it's my opinion that uh, seat predictions are best ignored uh, because uh, it it's something that is too localized and too much dependent on factors like who's the candidate who are the competing candidates and uh, what happens in the run up to polling day itself so seat predictions in and during the early parts election campaign are extremely dicey so one should not take the seat predictions too seriously but i think the vote share predictions are interesting uh, it pre- predicts a 11 around close to 11 percentage point lead for the nda over the upa um, i would not be surprised if this is accurate uh, because from whatever ground reports one is getting it is clear that the nda has an edge but it is also clear that nitesh kumar is facing anti incumbency so these two aspects have come out, uh, have come across quite effectively in uh, this survey 
But one thing that the opinion poll is telling us clearly is that voters are not buying Bollywood actor Sushant Singh Rajput's death by suicide as a poll issue. Despite the Nitish government recommending the case to the CBI and the BJP launching posters in the state, and even former DGP Gupteshwar Pandey formally joining the JDU, the survey shows that it's unemployment and migrant crisis that are the deciding factors, followed by corruption, road, water, electricity and the state of healthcare. Yet, why is the opposition not being able to take advantage of the Nitish government's anti-incumbency? What factors are working against it? Back to Aditya here. I mean, there is clearly a credibility crisis that Tejasvi Yadav is facing. You know, you have uh, a large chunk of voters who are extremely angry with Nitish Kumar, but are yet not keen on uh, supporting the RJD. I mean, as we discussed earlier, two in five voters who want to get rid of Nitish Kumar are still not convinced about the RJD-led alliance. Uh, similarly, you know, Tejasvi Yadav's and if you discuss the chief ministerial uh, choice, Tejasvi Yadav uh, got what 15%. Uh, now, the entire UPA's predicted vote is 33%. So, if your CM candidate is getting 15% when 33% people are voting for you, which means around over 50% of those, over half of those voting for the UPA are not convinced about Tejasvi Yadav. Around 8% people overall said that uh, they would prefer Lalu Prasad, Tejasvi Yadav's father, as the chief minister. I mean, he is convicted and he cannot be chief minister, yet people said that they would want to see him as chief minister. Uh, so it's clearly, I mean, Tejasvi hasn't entirely succeeded in stepping into uh, Lalu Prasad's shoes. It's unfair because uh, Lalu Prasad was such a uh, such a towering and charismatic leader in Bihar, and uh, it's probably no one can, will be able to take his place. And it's uh, unfair to expect that uh, a young political scion would immediately be able to step into his father's shoes. That too, at a time when the father is convicted. Uh, so, I mean, while I do think we should give Tejasvi uh, uh, the benefit of doubt over here, it is clear that he hasn't succeeded even in convincing voters who want to vote for uh, his alliance. Uh, so, there's definitely a problem. Having said all that, opinion polls are only early trends with a lot of variables that are likely to change. But stay tuned to The Quint for all updates on Bihar elections. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts.